movers and shakers and indie art makers. This is Jay Michaels in the Passion Pit. We are approaching Halloween, ladies and gentlemen, and now our new segment, In the Dark, the special section of my podcast that examines the macabre movers and shakers of the indie film and stage community now have several storytellers to enthrall us during the holiday season. Chris Williams has created a web series more frightening than anything else. It combines the elements of horror with racism and prejudice. We will hear from Chris right after this. You'd like to attend more live performances, but who knows which shows are worth the time, money, and hassle. At Oplod, you'll find unbiased two or three minute video reviews that make the decision easy. Use offer code J, that's J-A-Y, by December 31st, 2019, for six months free unlimited access. A $59 value. Sign up now at Oplod.com. That's O-P-P-L-A-U-D dot In the Passion Pit also welcomes a new sponsor to the program, DLW Photography. That stands for Dan Lane Williams Photography, that is. Dan Lane is a brilliant photographer with years of experience as a photographer and as an actor. Why is that important? Because he understands what you want in photos. Headshots, press shots, archive shots. His acumen and understanding turns out compelling imagery sure to get that gig or that listing and make a dream come true. And he also photographs life events as well. So get him to do your headshot, then the press shot for the show it gets you, and then your wedding since the producer will fall in love with you. Visit www.dlwphotographynyc, one big word, dot com, and tell them Jay sent you. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, now, if I remember correctly from the film forum that we both did uh, some time ago, you had a trailer for our movie, which looked really excellent. Yes, yes, I... I don't know if it was a. I don't know if it was a trailer. Or it was a short. You well, had me show my, my my entire short film, uh, Luther Von Shaw. Did you really? Was that the whole film? That was the whole film. Yeah. Oh, I, I I was running around that night. I kept peeking in and 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 hoping everything was was going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell our listeners about uh, about your film work and about you. Okay, all right. So my name is Christopher Williams. Yes, I'm named after the singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm based here in New York City. Um, you know, I've been making, I've been acting, you know, I got bit by the acting bug since yay high and then the filmmaking took over. I went to New York Film Academy, um, graduated to the year program, graduated 2011. Since then, I have been making, making short films, making web series, one of which, um, Devon Shaw, that was back in 2016, that was a hitman who, who killed this guy. And now I remember it completely. Okay, yes, yes I yes, did see that. That yes, was yes. wild. I remember the audience was on the edge of their seat for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So now it's um, it's streaming now. It's on streaming on a couple places. It's on um, Zingo TV, um, and it's also on Opry TV. Yeah. So cool. So, Good for you. And um, recently, yes, so recently I did a web series called Tales from DeVille. Um, DeVille is a nickname for Brownsville in Brooklyn. Oh, that's um, so cool. It's a horror anthology, a uh, horror uh, fantasy anthology, 
and it is in the vein of Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Crypt. There's a, a cool-looking storyteller who's a warlock, and he's telling three witches uh, scary stories, and each scary story it deals with social issues. Uh-huh. Yes. I was going to ask if it, uh, if, if it had anything to do with uh, the same sort of motif as, as Tales from the Hood, which I saw, which was absolutely brilliant. Right, it, it does. It, it is a little similar to that. A little similar, a little similar, but definitely my my twist. You know, um, you know. So like, instead of a funeral director, he's a warlock <laughs> with believed to be powers. Um, I don't know if you saw episode one, but he just comes in with a strike of lightning. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, his 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 witches are there waiting for him. They're they're waiting to hear his stories, and he um, he tells them. You know. That goes back a ways. There's so many like that. There was Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. There's Tales from the Crypt. There's so many stuff. What makes yours different? Uh, now, yours takes place in Brownsville. Wow. Right, right. Mine takes place in Brownsville. What's right. the social issues? What's what's the what's the current events underneath the macabre? Yes, underneath the macabre is. So you have racism. That's ah, the big man. monster. You have racism. That's a you monster. Have, that is a monster. You have self-hatred racism. You have a character in there who, who you know, who does not like the fact that he's that he's black, that he's African American. Um, you have the um, the and uh, you have the the white the, the racist white feminists. You know, mm-hmm. you have you have that the racist white feminists who does not include women of color in their little circle of, of women. You know, of woman womanhood. You know, right? Um, for lack of a better word, um, you, yeah, you, um, you have all those things. You have all those. You have all those things. So you've you taken know? you've taken a location that and 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 I hope I won't get hate mail, but you've taken a location that has the stereotype of being not a great area, yes, and and have. you have immersed the concept of racism in there via via the horror genre. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, okay, w- without any spoilers, because people need to get on there, and I'll make sure they know how to get the web series. Uh, uh, how do, what, what's what's the horror effect in that? Uh, what's the retribution, if you will, in some cases? In some cases, um, <laughs> in some cases, there uh, there is there's either death or um, spells. Spells are being cast. And you know things are turning turning left and south. <laughs> you know um, spells spells are definitely being cast, and things are definitely going 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 left and south. So so these racists, their uh, their retribution, if you will, is 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 through uh, is, is is through something more demonic than just uh, th- than than just a protest. Yes yes yes. Yes. Very yes. cool. All right, I got to yes. get a hold of this series then. Yes. Um, yes. Now you made a point in one of your publicity materials of saying to me that horror is your middle name. Okay, so now yes. we have this amazing series that I have to see, and yes. now tell me what else you've done in, in such a vein. Um, what else have I done? So I I did this short film called um, before I did Tales. I did this short film called Horny Cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> Horny cannibals, and it, it, that is in the vein of oh my god, what is it? You want to say it's in the vein of Evil Dead, Evil Dead, and Cabin Fever, and maybe a little bit of Texas Chainsaw. So, in 
a nutshell, it's group of friends. They go off into the woods or woods slash um, cabin. They mm-hmm. hang out. One of them finds a bag of weed. He smokes it. The smoke is laced with voodoo. So he starts seeing seeing a lot of crazy things happening. And because of that, and after he smoked it, he is now, he now has an appetite that's sexual and also craving human human flesh to ingest. He needs that human flesh on a lot of levels. Yes. <laughs> so. Is this a motif for you in the sense, because this is, again, I could see the parable coming through uh, about drug addiction and, and uh, uh, things of that nature. Do you, do you normally, for lack of a better term, lace? your films with social commentary? Uh, I do and I don't, really. When I did, excuse me, when I when I did Horny Cannibals, I was just thinking of a, a cheap horror idea to do that has not been done before, you know? So I watched Evil Dead. I watched Texas Chainsaw. I watched Captain Fever. And I said, ah! And then everything kind of came together. But, uh, but no, not really. Um, that was just more fun, you know? Now, with Tales, you know, Get Out, after I saw the movie Get Out, that pretty much, you know, inspired me to do Tales, you know, because after when I saw Get Out, I said, you know, people are definitely going to start doing more work like this, Yeah, yeah. you know, definitely start doing social, you know, horror, social horror films. You know? Jordan Peele basically took the, the Frankenstein uh, uh, motif. And, yeah. and turned it on its ear and made it ever so racist also. Yes, yes, he did. He did. He really did. He he did. He did. He, he intertwined a lot of great movies into into one. I don't know if you remember when he showed, um, he had showed a list of uh, movies that inspired Get Out. And like one of them was Candyman. Mm-hmm. And a few of them was Rosemary's Baby. He had showed them at BAM. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the time when the movies was, was coming out. Yeah. Now, but, um, did you see his other film? Did you see Us? I did see Us. I did see Us. I. It was not, in my opinion, it was not better than Get Out. It was not better than Get Out. But I did like the act, and I would not be surprised if Miss Lupita gets nominated. I, I thought that uh, Get Out probably had a lot more focus, if you will. But right. Us told a really interesting story. Did, did you see, like... His, his little nod to assimilation, if you will, within there? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I did. I thought some of his work was quite brilliant, and I'm, I'm yeah. really happy to hear that there are other filmmakers who who tackle... Because uh, uh, I've always thought the horror movie is, is the cautionary tale. It's no different than, than watching the Greek tragedy. So, right. so right. I'm very happy to hear there are filmmakers that, whether they do it comedically or they do it uh, uh, full-on horror... They're taking on these these social commentaries and yes. and okay, so there's no protest. Instead, your head's cut off. It's fine either way, but <laughs> that works for me. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Was was Horny Cannibal your first? Was that the was that the the breakthrough horror? Uh, I guess you could say that. Well, I'm I'm still waiting for that breakthrough, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still waiting for that breakthrough. But uh, but yeah, that was my first. You know, hands on, like, like you know, I mean, I did something prior to that, but that was more, you know, that that was more like, you know, you're dealing with a crew who's very unenthused and what have you. But horny cannibals was something that was just very different, 
you know, and outside the box. Where can we see that? That that is actually it's not really streaming anywhere. I actually I have the link. I can send you the link. I'll send you the link. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to yeah. see that movie. Yeah, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. It went to festivals. It went to a few festivals. It went to it's it's it uh it screened at the Black Film Space. They they showcased it. I think what two years ago because I think it's like two years old now. Okay. And um, the screenplay got in made finals at Hip Hop two years ago. So yeah, it's kind of a two year old baby. Um, horny cannibals. And how long? Uh, how long is uh, Tales of Deville? Uh, Tales play? of Deville. Mm-hmm. Is uh is episodic, so each episode, so altogether, it's 28, 28 minutes long. How many episodes do you have so far? Three. How many do you want to have? How many do I want to have? Well, I want, I definitely want season two to be like six episodes. So um, season one is three, and now you want to go for six episodes for season two. For season two, yes. So yes. you're so you're playing the Black Mirror game of you know a couple of a couple of really amazing things, and have everyone go, please give me more. That's it, pretty much. Pretty Very much. cool. <laughs> what has been the response? People who've seen it, what's the response? Uh, people, people like it. People like it. People think it's very important. Um, the response has been a mixture. People like it. People say, "Why?" Like, whoa, it's it, you know, it's really. I think one. Uh, I heard one lady say, "This is really brash." But you know, they're like, "Well, yeah," but it's kind of part of the world we live in. You know, racism is brash. <laughs> okay, so um, so there's the big comment, which which I always ask when it comes down to something where there's there's strong social commentary. Nowadays, everyone gets offended. Nowadays, if you're not triggered, you got to go figure a trigger to have. Right, um, right. Did you find anyone who said, "How dare you do this? This is awful"? Did anyone did anyone take offense to to your use of of the social commentary in there? Yes and no. So a few. So I haven't really. I've just been hearing say of things. My co-producer, who doesn't really want his name affiliated with the project, um, he's told me. Oh, that's that. a statement right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. Yup. That's what he said. Quote unquote. He doesn't want his name out there affiliated with the project. But anyway, um, he said that people, some actresses, have called me misogynistic because. I guess they get thrown off because they see the three witches with the count, and they think like, "Oh wow, like is he supposed to be the pimp?" And then the, they're uh-huh. their So I've gotten that misogynistic comment, which hurts because I am far from that. You know, I you're talking to, to a young man who's, who grew up in a single single parent female parent household, and she's taught me how to love women, and I respect women. So that comment hurt me. I've been accused of being misogynistic because of the women portrayed in the series, particularly the witches. And um, they, you know, some people got uncomfortable because there is there is a there is a rape scene in episode two. So people kind of got uncomfortable with that. Uh-huh. But you know, so so yeah, a few things, just really those 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 things. But it's like you know, it's kind of like what. You know, Rob Zombie said art is not safe. No, certainly you know, not. Of all people, not, yeah, of course. You know, and, you know, when people have you in their control, they're going to do whatever they want to do. You know, so there is no, you know, if you're if you're going to be bad and evil, you're going to be bad and evil. Of course. You know? So it's one of those things. But, yeah, I, I've gotten... I've gotten, you know, 
accused of being misogynistic. You know, not so much the racism part because they know that that's the world we live in. Yep. And, you know, people are, you know, people are either they're blatant about it or they're low key about it and they, they, they are behind closed doors. But I think I've shed a light that the stuff exists and it still exists and it has existed, you know? Now, here's an interesting thing. You say it's the Count and his three witches. Yes. Uh, that sounds a lot like Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Dracula had his three brides. So so uh, it, it always brings up the point when, when we're bringing up something ancient, like you're talking about witchcraft and you're talking about, I'll, I'll say stereotypical witchcraft because, because I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, would, I would never insult uh, anyone who is pagan or Wiccan. Uh, but uh, when you bring this up, this is ancient lore, the Dracula and his three brides and, uh, and, and things of that nature. Do you think people are forgetting things like that and they're looking at it at face value? Yeah, I think they are forgetting that. Right, they're forgetting that. They're forgetting the Dracula. And guess what? They're also, peep this, they're also forgetting, um, how about in the 1980s, uh, which is in Eastwick? When Jack Nicholson lived with Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher, and, um, you know, and uh, Susan Saran. There you go. You know? There you go. And they, you know, and then mind you, these are women that they aren't held against their will. They're with him because they want to be. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. You know, so, right. okay. So, so it's a voluntary thing. It's a voluntary thing. So it's like, yeah, people are, def- are really overanalyzing it, you know? And they're forgetting about that. <laughs> now, now let's talk forgetting for a moment. Um, I, I, I host a TV show called Terror Talk, and and we yes. try to bring up topical issues that that you will find within horror movies. We talked uh, the last episode about violence, about censorship, and things like that. Do you think people are uh, horror movies have a suspension of disbelief, where you have to believe? Okay, this person has returned from the dead, and you have to believe so many things that nowadays we would call racism, we would call misogyny, we would call phobias of different kinds. Do you think people are not allowing the, 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 the horror to come through in movies anymore, that we're sort of watering down our monsters because we're, we're afraid of, of saying something wrong to somebody? I think so, yeah. I think, I think people are kind of over, they're overanalyzing it, you know. They're going to analyze until they paralyze, <laughs> you know. Thank you. I'm going to remember that. Yes, analyze until you paralyze. They're going to they're gonna overthink it. Like, you know, because first off, they need to remember that it's just a movie. Right. Okay? Right. What your movie, what you're watching is just a movie. People don't die and come back. That's Hollywood. Thank you. You know, that is Hollywood. Second, people are just, they need to, people just, people just need to just relax. Relax and, and stop taking everything so seriously. Right. But... It's just one of those things. We live in an ultra-sensitive society where, you know, and it's just one of those things. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. <laughs> you know? Um, now, now all, all horror movies have violence in them. Uh, do you think we as a culture, uh, I don't know whether to say we've, we've dumbed down or whatever. Do, uh, we as a culture, can we delineate between... Uh, uh, a shooting, a mass shooting or something like that, and the violence in a horror movie with a chainsaw, with an axe, you know, obviously, you know, something coming up from the grave. Can, are, are we in a situation where we're no longer able to delineate the fantasy violence from the real violence? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, I think that depends on the individual. Okay. You know, 
I think that depends on the individual. And it's funny that you said that because they actually, um, I don't know if you heard, the movie The Hunt. The Hunt. I, yeah, we, we, told, we talked about it on the last program. That's, that's what I was thinking. It's like, we, I, I, I remember there's the story of Rod Serling and how he created the Twilight Zone so that no one would care about the, the, the morality tales he would tell because they're all about robots and, and ghosts. Uh, but now, yes, now people are protesting uh, uh, these movies, these fantasy films that have these things. So that's why I ask you, think we've changed? Do you think we just, we can't be violent anywhere, even if it's total fantasy? Right, right. I think, no, I think people have, people, I think for, for one, we're all violent. It, the violence is just something that, that's just in everyone. Right. You know, whether it's cathartic, whether it's it's, it's not. It's in everyone. Now, people have, you know, I think people kind of get the wrong, like I said, it depends on the individual. People can get the wrong idea and rely back on a movie and be like, yo, I should do this. And, yeah, and that, I think, scares people. Like, you know, Tarantino, he detests violence in real life, but, you know, he enjoys (laughs) it. He enjoys it in his movies. Oh, something fierce he does. Yes, indeed. Right, you know, because guess what? In a movie, when a guy, you know, gets his head chopped off or whatever the case may be, that was a dummy. That really wasn't him. Right. <laughs> you know? We can always hope, yes. Right, right. You know, like, or if some guy gets shot or stabbed, you know, it's all pretend. He's actually still breathing on the ground. When the camera stops rolling, he's going to get out. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> you know? Do you think um, it's cathartic? Do you think that... that uh, Okay, yes, there's always people with, uh, there's people that shouldn't see such movies, okay. But do you think in general that this is cathartic, that maybe when we see the monster get vanquished, something in us says, okay, great, good has triumphed over evil, and and we don't need to do it ourselves in our real life? Um, no, I think, no, it, it, you know, okay, so yes, cathartic is cathartic. So, you know, if... If, if there is some type of force that is trying to harm you in any, in any way, I believe you should defend yourself. Right. Okay. You know, you should. If it, if oh, I, if I agree with you. I just mean like we don't go out and naturally beat someone up anymore or, or not all of us grab a weapon when we're upset. And that's because we see these movies where the right. villain is vanquished. So we sort of, we sort of have it vicariously and, and unless we're, uh, we're defending ourselves. We don't need to do it. We were a savage world. We were a terribly savage world hundreds and thousands of years ago. Uh, and I always think horror movies have helped make us a little more civilized because we'll watch it on the screen. Do you think that's the case now? Do you think that's something to, 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 to mention, that maybe they're cathartic more than, than insulting? Uh, yes and no. Like I said, I think it all goes back to the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, everybody thinks the same. No, yep. I'm sorry. Everybody thinks differently, you know. So, and everybody feels differently. But you know, to be honest, there are just some people that you know that are monsters and that are a danger to society. They should be put away. Okay. You know. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it, it all it all depends on the person. Um, you know, I think people definitely need to be talked to. And some people need more counseling than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, it all. 
So you're a shining example. You're this nice, happy guy, a joy to talk to. And then you tell me, okay, there's a rape scene in this, and then the devil comes out in this. Yes! You know, because it's all pretend. Thank you. Okay. And there's that word. Good. Pretend. Make believe. What's it? We live in a we, the showbiz world is a business. Is, 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 we create art and make believe. What's the next make believe that you're doing? What's the next film? The next film, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, Jay. I'm still trying to sell. I'm still trying to sell Tales One. Gotcha. And you know, I'm still trying to sell Tales One and see if I can get some money for Tales Two. Um, but in the meantime, I'm brainstorming a, a feature because I do want to actually do a feature. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we'll, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm still trying to push out Tales. Um, it Tales. It did. It, it it got nominated best original web series at Newark Film Festival last week. Excellent, weekend. excellent. Good for you. Thank you, thank you. So you know, I'm still trying to push it. You know, I got a few more festivals to hear back from, and um, I'm still trying to push it. Excellent. Know? Yeah, send me everything. Uh, I was just going to say, send me everything you got. I'd love to talk it up. I'm going to. I'm going to go online. I'm going to take a look at it and and just enjoy every second of it and demand a season two. <laughs> thank you, Jay. My thank pleasure. You, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. This has been terrific. Uh, love talking monster movies with people who understand the monsters, and it's a pleasure That's to speak it. to you. That's it. When can I? When, when can I hear this copy? Um, you're, you'll get a link from me the moment I have 38 seconds to put it up, and okay. and then I'll give you the whole works on that. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Jay. My Thank pleasure. You. I'll talk to you soon. Our interviews with indie horror filmmakers continue with Marcus Slabine next on In the Dark, In the Passion Pit. Let's usher Chris out with the music of another set of tales. Till next time, on behalf of all the ghosties and ghoulies and long-legged beasties and things that go bump in the night, I'm Jay Michaels.